Welcome to the Uncommon Room Podcast. We're a group of women going through the motions of our 20s, yet we are all at completely different stages of life with a lot of different backgrounds. We want to have uncommonly candid conversations about things that we may not hear our friends and family talking about. So grab a glass of your drink of choice and join our conversation. We're so glad that you're coming along this journey with us. I just wanted to introduce myself and my podcast so that you would know what you're headed into. My name is Jessie, and the Uncommon Room podcast is already very close to my heart. I moved to North Carolina a year ago after I got married and have been blessed to meet some of my all-time best friends. We started having girls' nights at my apartment almost immediately after we met, and there's a pretty solid group of eight of us now. Each time we had a girls' night, we did what basic girls do and had wine and cheese and lots of good conversations and laughter in my living room. But I noticed that our conversations actually weren't basic. The last girl would leave each gathering and I would have this overwhelming feeling of being known by them, but also being known by myself. Even when we talked through things that we didn't understand or situations that were difficult that we had been going through, I was encouraged to know that they heard me that I wasn't alone in my doubts and fears. I noticed that I was sharing our conversations with other friends and family who don't live here, and those conversations were beautiful and helpful for them too. As I talked with my husband about finding a passion project, I couldn't think of anything better than a podcast. I want this podcast to be similar to our girls' night conversations in that it's less like an interview and more like a roundtable discussion on my living room floor just talking it out. So I thought of the name The Common Room because a common room is a space where people gather and conversation thrives. But the name did feel a little off because what was happening was quite uncommon. It is a group of people taking time to learn themselves and speak their thoughts and fears and doubts and hopes, which is so good in and of itself. But they are also intentionally taking time out of their day-to-day lives to listen and know and love others. From that idea came the Uncommon Room podcast. Again, my hope and prayer is that this can be a continuation of my friendships here, learning and processing together, but it is also that you would hear something that you resonate with, that you're comforted and empowered through our questions and conversations. I would love to hear from you and be able to hear your experience and questions as well, so please don't hesitate to reach out after listening. Thank you for choosing to let us into your space. I hope you enjoy listening to our silliness and what's going on in our hearts. Today, my friend Kelsey and I discuss all kinds of things from decision making to life change to relationships to the new season of The Crown on Netflix. As we talked, we began to see that we've been growing through every challenge and every fear-filled life change that we've been through. We hope this episode empowers you to remember how much you've been through and how strong you are because of it. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy. My friend. Hello, Jessica. Welcome. Okay, my name is not Jessica. For those of you who are listening, my name on my birth certificate is Jessie. Thank you very much. Um, This is my friend Kelsey, and she just got her nose pierced, so I'm a little distracted. (laughs) Hi, all doing? Tell us about the piercing experience. Um, Okay, so I'd been wanting it for like probably two months. And then I went, like, twice to try to get it done. It didn't work out. And so I tried to set a time limit for myself. I turned 25 on November 19th. And I was like, okay, i got to get this done before I turn 25 because, like, I'm getting old. (laughs) 
done. Yeah, most, most people get them done like in high school or college. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this needs to happen soon. And so my roommates and I went to DC for the weekend and I decided to get it done there. Nice. I was like, what better place to do it? Did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt like a bee. <laughs> <laughs> for like We're allowed to curse. I sobbed. Oh my god. For about ten minutes because like it hits some sort of like gland or like I don't know. It's somehow connected to your tear ducts, and so you just like uncontrollably cry. Like oh, no. it, not because of the pain, but right. just because it. Uh, it it's, like, well, it's like when something. someone hits your nose, <clears throat> you, you get teary eyed. Right. Um, yeah, and then it's been pretty sore. I have like one of those little bumps. If anyone's ever gotten their nose pierced, you get the bump. I got it, and it's really sad because it just looks like a big old wart on my nose. But didn't you have your cartilage pierced too? Yeah, I got that done in high school. Oh, yes, you do. So when I did that, I had like, I got it done twice, and it was like literally both times I had the big bump on the back of my ear, and I can still feel it. But I never got to like actually wear my earrings because it hurts so bad. And so, like, I I never had, well, I don't really remember. My memory's really bad. And that was so long ago. I still really want that. I know. I really dig my cartilage piercing. I love it. Do you have tattoos? No. No. I'm literally your best friend, and I'm like, wait, I don't know these (laughs) things. Um, Fun fact, when we were in D.C., we were, like, actually really close to getting matching tattoos. Of what? What would you get? I don't know. That's why we didn't get it, because we were like, okay, let's do something fun as roommates. We're never going to live together again, and we love each other a lot. So let's get matching tats, like, on our ass or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then we didn't because we couldn't think of anything. Oh. So just put a hole in my face. Should definitely stuff. have gotten a tiger paw. I know. I but know. that that wouldn't have worked for them because they're not clumsy. Yeah, yet. they wouldn't have liked that very much. But mm-hmm. oh well. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us about you're in occupational therapy school right now. Yes, thank you for is... saying occupational therapy. Yes, OT physical therapy. Oh, is everyone? Do people get that confused? All the freaking time. Oh. Yeah. Literally every time I'm like, yeah, I'm in OT school. Oh, so that's like, that's PT, right? No. I'm like, actually, no, it's way better and way more fun. (laughs) So let me tell you how much No offense to those of you who might be PTs. No offense. I have a lot of friends that are PTs. My sister-in-law is one of my best friends, is still in school. Mm -hmm. So you guys do great things too, but... OTs just have more fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what made you want to be an OT and like how did you get there to that? Yeah. So, my mom is a nurse at Duke Hospital mm-hmm. for anyone who knows that is best. Um, so, I grew up going there a lot, like on snow days and things like that. And I just really love hospitals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, most people hate them, but I am obsessed with them. And I was like, okay, I definitely want to work in a hospital someday. Um, I just don't know what I want to do because I would watch Grey's Anatomy and, like, have to turn away every time they open someone up. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, okay, I don't think I can see blood and guts every day, but <clears throat> maybe I can do something else. Um where I don't have to see that. So freshman year of college, my, I feel like I'm like, this is interview day. <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was like a year ago for me. I was telling like people in interviews oh, this yeah, story of like why I want to be an OT. Right. But anyways, um, 
so my mom was like, have you thought about occupational therapy? And I'm like, no, what the heck is that? Like, no one ever talks about that. What is it? And she was like, oh, they work with people with disabilities. And I had never done that before. And there was like a peer support program in my high school where like a lot of people would hang out with um the teenagers in the special needs classroom but I was like always really intimidated by it and felt like oh I'm I'm not adequate (laughs) to do that um and so it just like kind of freaked me out um because of my own like insecurities not because of like who they are or anything else but and then um I was like okay I'll I'll just dive in somewhere and see if I like it. And so the summer after my freshman year, I worked at a camp for kids with special needs and loved it, Mm -hmm. like fell in love. And I was like, okay, this is for sure what I want to do for the rest of my life. So good. Um, And so then throughout college, I like volunteered with more things. Clemson, where I went to school, where we both went to school. Go Tigers. (laughs) Go Tigers. Clemson has um, a post-secondary program for students who have disabilities to, like, have an on-campus experience. And so I was a mentor for them and loved it. And that was, like, the first thing that I did with people with disabilities where I could, like, set goals with them and help them work towards those, And um, which is, like, literally what OT is. So I loved it, and I was like, yeah, this is for sure what I want to do. Um, but then... I, I don't know, senior year rolled around. It was, like, time to start applying for schools, but I was dating someone, and I was just, like, really enjoying that. Yes. And I didn't feel like applying at all. I was like, I just want to enjoy my senior year. I don't want to have to worry about, mm-hmm. like, paying all this money mm-hmm. and spending all this time doing applications. So I took a gap year. Gap year turned into two gap years. <laughs> We love that. We love. Um, And after applying two years in a row to different schools, I got into UNC, and it's the best Mm -hmm. decision I ever made. Maybe not the best decision, but one of the best. (laughs) We love UNC. We love their program. Um, So, yeah, it's really fun to be able to, like, actually be working on my career now because I feel like so many people around us at our age are actually in their career already and Mm. like working their way up and I think that I've like kind of felt behind Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways but I've had really really good experiences um that I wouldn't trade for the world but yeah it's really nice to just be like okay I'm I'm working towards my career and it's gonna happen I'm gonna start making money soon I love that (laughs) hopefully good lord so good um well whenever I actually talked to my cousin last night and we were talking about how like it's really easy to compare ourselves right now in this like 20s to 30s age group because there's people literally doing everything like there are people Mm -hmm. not working people in school people married people having babies people single people dating like there's so many things going on and it feels like we're constantly not in the place that we need to be and yeah like I I just think that I'm starting to get to a place finally where I'm like, no, like I am where I need to be and you're where you're, you need to be. And that's okay Mm -hmm. that it's different. And actually it makes life a lot more interesting, which is why I'm like even doing this podcast because we have so many friends doing so many different things. And I like love to listen to their experiences. 
Okay, so relevant story to that. Um, yesterday, we just finished our first finals week, and a few people from my class went out. And I was talking to one of my friends. He's, like, 22, and I'm 25, but we're, like, besties. And I was walking with him to the bar, and I was like, am I too old for this? <laughs> like... <laughs> I just feel like I'm really behind, but I also feel like I'm really old. Yeah. Like, I don't really mm. know, like, what the balance is. Like, am I still okay to, like, go out and have fun with my friends even though I'm 25? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why do I feel like that's a yeah a no-no? Yeah, well, I guess because we did it when we were 21, 22, 23, 24. <laughs> and so now that we're at 25, I also kind of feel like 25 is like a weird age where you're like, I am now in my mid-20s. I like, know. I'm not I'm not a 20-year-old or a 21. Yeah. I'm like mid-20s. And I think, like, we start to question a lot of things at that point. Like, at every milestone, I feel like we question stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it definitely feels weird to, like, I mean, it kind of feels out of my comfort zone even to, like, go out and get crazy you know like, I'm like I really just want like a bottle of wine and my best girlfriends and cheese and crackers and I'll be great I'm, yeah like, I know but but yeah I like I get that feeling um but when you like transitioned to OT school and mm-hmm. to I guess moving back here to where you're from originally um how was that transition for you and just like when it comes to like the life change, do you struggle with life change? Do you feel like you get really like overwhelmed and anxious when it comes to like new things or does it really excite you? I kind of feel like there's, I kind of feel like there's two ends of the spectrum with life change. Like there are people who are just like so amped up about it and mm-hmm. they love the adventure of it and the new city <clears> and the new <throat> people. But then there's also people on the other end who kind of like me who are just like, what the fuck is about to happen? Like, I'm so scared and I don't know what to expect and I don't want to do this, um, but know that I have to. So, like, what was that like, I guess, coming into this season of your life for you? Yeah. Um, I was also talking about this last night with my OT friends. Um, I feel like the main thing I was worried about in going to OT school was not even like, oh my gosh, I have to go back to school. I have to study again. I have to like Mm -hmm. be an academic person again. And I like took two years off from that. And so that was like really nerve wracking. But um, more than that, I was really worried about like, am I going to have friends? Are they going to like me? Like, am I going to find my people? Um, And I feel like whenever life change happens to me like that, Like, if I move or start school or start a new job, anything like that, like, my main concern is, like, am I going to have people? Mm -hmm. Um, Are people going to like me? Like, am I going to feel supported Mm -hmm. and loved? Um, I think because what really, like, messed me up was freshman year of college, I moved like four and a half, five hours from home Mm -hmm. and didn't know a soul. And it was hell, like literal hell for an entire semester because I didn't have friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I did have friends, um, (laughs) but I had very few friends compared to like the friends that I had in high school. And I think the amount of friends that I felt like other people had who were in the same life stage Mm -hmm. and what my expectations were and that was like 
it was so devastating to me and I didn't know like how to process it. And um, now I think that every time I move to a new life stage, I'm like so scared that that's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not because I know how much I grew and how much I learned about myself and about the Lord's faithfulness in that because like I'm not ever going to be left alone and I'm always going to find people mm-hmm. like yeah. that just it's going to happen yeah especially for an extrovert like me who like <laughs> needs people like yes. I'm not going to not go without people right you know um yeah so I think that it's it's gotten a little easier as time has gone on because I'm able to look back and be like no you were really freaked out then but mm-hmm. like look how you got through it and like look at all the people that came into your life from that and all the good things that happened even when it felt like really bad and it felt really scary um and so I think that yeah it's just gotten easier as time's gone on but I'm still freaking scared every time yeah like I'm terrified of like next semester or next year whenever I have to go like on field work and yeah. actually start working like in my job and have people like judging every move mm. I make like it's terrifying right and like when my roommates change like mm. I'm scared of that and yeah yeah so it always happens yeah I I think about that a lot just because I'm like a total Enneagram six and so when I am faced with something new or anything like I immediately my first reaction is fear because like I need security like I need to know that I'm gonna be safe and good um and so like just thinking about I mean I don't know I don't even know what a life change would look like without fear like I have no idea what it would even feel like or look like without being afraid that like x y and z might happen Mm -hmm. like I always have an idea of like what things could look like and it's always like worst case scenario stuff yeah um but yeah, I feel like you're definitely more relational. Like your worst case scenarios are more just like I'm not gonna I'm gonna be alone and by myself. But you always find people. But I definitely think that for me, my like I don't know, my journey with making decisions and life change has been crazy. And this might sound really weird, but I do not think that I ever had to make a decision for myself until I was in college because um, my family did it for me mm-hmm. and my circumstances did it for me. And I, I was like kind of taught that like, I need to look at all of the pieces of the puzzle and then decide like, what's the wisest decision? Not necessarily like what's the wisest decision for me as a person. Um, and like, what do I want? And then go after it. It was more like, okay, like as a Christian and as like when you're in this stage of life like what's going to be the safest wisest choice and and what are people going to approve of right and like that actually instead of keeping me safe it actually crippled me and gave me more fear which kept me from a lot of things that I think I would have really loved and that would have developed who I am a lot more earlier than right now (laughs) because I think that like in college I made decisions about my life and like where I would devote my time to things that were great and I don't regret those things at all because I met a lot of amazing people and did things through that but um, I think there were other things that I could have done that would have been better for me like emotionally physically like spiritually like I just think 
I could have like done things differently. Um, but because I didn't know how to make decisions, I was like freaking out every time there was one. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if you've ever dealt with anything like that, but just like, I think my shift went from, um, every time I'm like faced with a life choice or a decision, like my shift went from, okay, I need to look at all of the things that are happening here and decide what's the best for the people around me and Mm -hmm. for my family and like for like the big picture. Um, And I need to expect what the outcomes are in order to make that decision, if that makes sense. So that was bad because like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen ever, like (laughs) never. And I think that we're like silly to make decisions thinking that like we know what's going to happen like oh if i do this then this is going to happen oh yeah yeah we're always afraid that like the decision we make is going to f up our lives right and the plan for our lives we're going to fuck it up yeah like we're never going to right. i think that all the time yeah and i i'm very similar to you like i i think you have a little more severe case of, <laughs> of like <laughs> decision making but I definitely seek people's approval all the time Mm. on the choices I make yes um I mean there's been like times in my life where I just know exactly what I want like I think both times I've gone to school like choosing Clemson and choosing UNC like those were things that I did not have to like seek counsel on at all like I just knew what I wanted um but when it comes to like buying a new pair of jeans, like I or like a new shirt, like yeah. I'll be at TJ Maxx and I'll, I'll like snap a picture in the dressing room and send it to like ten people on Snapchat, and I'm like, "Do you like this? Do you think that it's worth buying?" Oh no! Oh gosh! So I I feel like with big decisions, my heart just like knows what it wants, mm-hmm. but like in the everyday like little decisions, I'm like, "Oh no, that's gonna be the wrong one. That's yeah. oh no, that's not worth it." Yes, and but I also think and that's I think that's okay and but I also think that we like grow into like just being like I don't have time to like worry about this decision I need to make it and then move on with my life and I'm really trying to like think about things in that way now because I'm like you too when it comes to like restaurants okay and it involves other people like my husband like literally I'll be like what restaurant do you want to go to and I'm like (laughs) well in my head this is what goes on well um what could we choose well I know that he really likes this place and I like it more than he does so I'm not going to say that place because he'd probably be a little bit disappointed if I said that place (laughs) and so but for me I if he really wants to know what I want I really want this place and so like Instead of, like, doing that dialogue, like, I'm really trying to help myself get to a place where, like, I'm just like, this is what I want. And if you want to know what I want, this is it. And I'm going to go with it. And it's not the end of the world. But with you, I feel like, yes, with big, big life decisions, you're able to, like, make them and feel confident in them. And I've always admired that about you. Like, I'm always just, like, jaw-dropping, like, how is she doing this? (laughs) But when it comes to relationships tell us a little bit about <laughs> tell us about Drop that bomb jessica <laughs> i threw you under the bus <clears throat> but no just like seriously i think a lot of people deal with this and it would be helpful for people to know and also just for us to talk about it more but i think with when like you are starting out in a relationship and you're so uncertain, which literally every human is in mm-hmm. every relationship, the exact same feeling you're feeling yeah. pretty much they're having. Um, but you like 
have to talk to multiple people and get different perspectives <laughs> so that you feel like, okay, this is, okay, this is good. Or like, oh no, like three out of the five people said it was bad. Therefore. Yeah. So tell, like, how did that oh, happen? Oh, for sure. Whenever I was, whenever I was saying like, I feel like big life decisions, I just like know what my heart wants. <laughs> like there was a little devil on my shoulder being like, no. <laughs> That is not true. Like, especially in relationships. I am the little devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I never know what I'm doing, like, in relationships. If, like, what I want versus what I think other people want. Like, recently, this past summer, like, I was in a... <laughs> what do the kids call it? A situation <laughs> Wait, is that so a real thing? That's I've... a real thing. It's like, oh no, you're not in a relationship, but you're also like not dating other people. But it's like, basically, it's just like complicated as fuck. Okay, um, <laughs> definitely. So I was in one of those this summer, as you know, and there were just like, there was a clear like, okay, you either go this way, and your heart's gonna be probably really broken, mm-hmm. but like this is what you want and this is how you're following your heart and then the other way was like this is probably the more wise decision where you're gonna be less hurt Mm -hmm. in the end and I was asking people left and right like all the people who knew me really well like fortunately I feel like I have a lot of people that know me Mm -hmm. super well that I can go to and just ask like hey you know my tendencies you know who I am like what do you think is best for me like you've seen me go through heartbreak like can I do it again? Mm-hmm. Or is this worth it? Right. Um, and there was a very clear answer of like, okay, Kelsey, if you want to get out of this phase, like unscathed, if you want to like avoid heartbreak, then you should do this. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, my heart, I want to be with this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could see him like totally crushing me. Mm-hmm. But this is, I want to like see it through. Mm-hmm. And I think at the same time, I was like, I've been through this shit before. Mm -hmm. I've been through heartbreak, like, multiple times over. So, like, I can do it again. I'll be fine. And now, on the other side of it, like, having my heart broken, I'm like, damn, why did I put myself through that? Like, I don't know if it was worth it. Right. Um, And wondering, like, should I have listened to the people that were telling me to not choose him and not choose that do you feel like it was better to have all of those opinions in the long run and to like hear from all those people or do you feel like like it would have been different if maybe you asked one person or if you didn't approach people at all like yeah how do you feel about I guess how do you feel about those relationships afterwards too yeah so I definitely think that there's danger in asking too many people's opinions um I think I probably should have stuck to maybe three people (laughs) instead of like 10 or 15 um yeah that's like definitely one of my faults um but you know when most people give advice they're gonna tell you what they would do Mm. and I think when it comes to relationships and like really big decisions like that like matters of the heart um you really need people who know you specifically and like have seen you go through shit before and like know kind of what you can handle um and what would be best for you um but I mean in this situation clearly I chose what I wanted and 
while I feel like sometimes I, I regret that because like I was hurt and like, I'm still kind of hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I just needed to do it. You Mm -hmm. know, like I, the reason why I chose to like move forward with something that was really uncertain and probably going to lead to heartbreak was because I was like, well, I don't want to wonder what if, Mm -hmm. you know, like I would rather do it and like maybe get my heart broken, but like on the off chance that it works out, like that'd be amazing. And I never wanted to wonder like, oh, what if I never wanted to have that regret. Yeah. Like I think the regret of like not doing something just because it might be hard is way worse than the regret of like doing something and then like having a a momentary season of like heartbreak after Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah that's just my opinion but um yeah I asked a lot of people's opinion and ultimately I went with the one that (laughs) the decision I knew I was going to make in the first place and I think that that was the right decision for me. Well, I, I don't regret it. I feel like a lot of times we start to ask a lot of people what they think when we actually really know what we want to do and what we're most likely going to do right. because we feel insecure about it and we think that there's a better yeah. chance of it not going well. Right. Um, and like that's a total human, like normal thing to happen, but... I think it's also important to like recognize, oh, I'm asking 15 people. That must mean that I know what I'm going to do and I should just do it and move on instead of laboring over it because I feel like the laboring over it takes away from so much that could be done and so much goodness there. Um, But, and I do also think as you're talking, I'm like, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Like this is the first time I feel like you and I both this whole like season of life we're starting to like think about how we feel in our bodies and our emotions and like what and giving ourselves validity and like mm-hmm. saying like what i want and what i believe and what i need is important and we want to make those decisions now like we're starting to like really stand up for ourselves and i don't know i haven't oh, for me yes. at least i haven't stood up for myself when it comes to making decisions and so But then when there is the case where there's like a decision that I want and I'm like, well, I'm just going to stand up for myself and do this because I want it. But that's not always the best thing. Like that's not always what is going to work out in like in the best way for everyone. And so it's just hard. Like I feel like I'm at a place too where it's like this hard dichotomy of like I want to stand up for myself and make decisions that are best for me. But I also want to be selfless and love the people around me and make decisions that are best for everyone in the long run not just to like satisfy my needs right now yeah the whole like I mean I get on Instagram now and all of my like discover page is just like inspirational like self-female boss bitch quotes (laughs) and it's like do exactly what you want to do and don't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks exactly yeah and I love that and I like really resonate it resonate with that right now especially like in being a single woman Mm -hmm. and like this is the time of my life to make decisions for myself and not have to think about anyone else um but there's also like this tension of I want to do whatever the freak I want to do but I also like want to be a good steward of like what I've been given Mm -hmm. and like 
be a good person and love (laughs) other people and be selfless. Yes. And like not think about myself. Yes. But there's such a push in culture now for this like self-care, like attitude that Mm -hmm. you're the only person who matters Mm -hmm. but you're not right like especially for relational people like us like everything that we do affects someone yeah I mean you more so because you're married Mm -hmm. but like me the things that I do the decisions I make the people I hang out with like that affects my roommates that affects my family that affects my best friends like you know um so you can't always do exactly what you want to do yeah um but it's like I also want to stand up for myself so I don't know I I feel like I'm definitely in that I do not have that figured out at all and so I like constantly go back to this idea of like I'm like okay where's the balance where's the balance like where can I find the middle ground so I'm not like in one camp or another camp but I think that like for me, I go back to I cannot love other people and be my best self and have as much energy as yeah. I need to until I love myself and I take care of myself. Like I can't do what I want to do and conquer all these big things with a mindset of self-hate. And like I do have a mindset of self-hate and I have for yeah. a long time, probably because of like the culture I was raised in and like Christianity kind of like changing that for me. and causing that but um I think like it's important like I just go back to that idea of like I I cannot do and achieve the things that I want and the things that I think the Lord wants for me until like I really recognize that like I'm worthy and I'm okay and I'm safe where I am Mm -hmm. and like I'm worth taking a night for myself if I need to and like having self-care or like I'm worth making a decision for myself if I need that you know Mm -hmm. um and that is going to help me like be better in the situations when I am like helping others or loving others or giving my time for something else yeah so and I think it's okay to like want and need validation for that Mm -hmm. like I hate being alone. I mean, you know that. Yes. Um, And I have, like, talked to so many people about this upcoming winter break that I have, like, uh, off of school. And I'm so worried about being bored and being Mm -hmm. alone. But, like, I have people in my life like you who are, like, no, you need that. You need to, like, do things for yourself. Yeah. Like, please Mm -hmm. you know like take care of yourself like do things that you want to do right now because you have that opportunity and um, I was thinking about like the relationship this summer and like why I asked so many people and I think it's because I wanted validation from one person Mm -hmm. like I was just looking for that one person that would tell me like yes do what you want to do right like follow your heart risk your heart Mm -hmm. and I feel like most people were telling me the opposite. Yeah. But I was looking for that one person. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that we have to, like, recognize that in each other, that if we see, like, no, this is something that I'm really passionate about and that I'm just going to do anyways, then say, like, okay, I trust you with that decision. Yeah. Like, even though I don't agree, like, I trust that 
you're going to get through it if it backfires. Right. <laughs> and like, there's a way to do that, especially like, we're not talking about crazy cases here, people where it's like, you know, they're doing something really stupid that they shouldn't do. Right. We're talking right. about like, life decisions, but like, there are cases where it's like, you can say like, if you have trusting real relationships with people, hopefully you do. Like you can say like, I don't really agree with that. I think that's like wild <laughs> and crazy, but I love you and I trust you. You did that for me. I support you. Yes. You literally said that this summer you were like Did I? you were, I was like what would you do and you're like well um yeah I would just end it now <laughs> like yesterday probably. yeah like yesterday but you were like you know what even if you do it like I'm gonna be here for you if if it like falls mm-hmm. apart yeah and I think that that was enough for me mm-hmm. like even if you weren't like super gung-ho yes I think that you're making the right decision even you just saying okay I trust the decision you're making Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be here for you no matter what yeah like I'm gonna be your biggest cheerleader if it works and if it doesn't then I'm gonna be the shoulder you cry on yeah you know yeah like that's, that's what you need that's just what you need yes so, Everybody find you a friend just like that. And find you a Jesse Broom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so my biggest question that we haven't even gotten to um, is just, like, thinking about, like, a zoomed-out version of your life, like mm-hmm. an overview of all the decisions and life changes you've had. Like, what has been the biggest one? I guess that means which one has affected you the most and – which one is like ingrained in your memory of like something that you had to like really work through or um, just something that I don't know, either emotionally or like biggest decision or like life change that I had no control over. Why don't you give us both? <laughs> okay. We could probably benefit from both. <laughs> okay. Um, life change that I had no control over. Um, my sophomore year of high school my dad passed away from cancer um he was sick for about a year and that was the first tragedy Mm -hmm. and the biggest tragedy i've ever been through and i think i ever will go through for a while at least hopefully god God, lord willing Uh, (laughs) um And that taught me so much about myself and, like, completely made me who I am today. Like, even though that sucked so much, and obviously, like, I think about it every day. I think about my dad every day Um, and wish that that didn't happen. It also made me who I am. And I think I had so much, like, regret from being in denial about what was happening and like not being there for my dad and like being mad about the situation that like I wasn't there for him and I really regretted that and so I think that I took that and I was like I'm never gonna do that again like I'm gonna be there for people always 100% all the time Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what's like made me into the Enneagram 2 that I am (laughs) yes to put myself in a box but um I think that that has just, like, completely made me, like, this extroverted, people-loving, supportive person that I am. I feel like I'm <laughs> stroking my ego a little bit. <laughs> Not at all what Stroke I it, to baby. Do. Stroke it. But, um, but, yeah, and I think that if that has affected, like, the way I make decisions. Like, mm-hmm. I always think about other people um, in my decisions, I think, and... 
um, like wanting to follow my heart and like I, a lot of the d- decisions I make, I think about like, what would my dad think mm-hmm. about this decision? Like, would he be proud of this? Mm-hmm. Would he not? Like, what would he have said mm-hmm. if I had, would have asked for his opinion? <clears throat> um, biggest decision that has affected my life. Oh gosh. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I just, I have so many more decisions to make in my life, you know? Like, I want to say, like, oh, that my part, my life partner. Like, that was (laughs) yes, but I haven't done that yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Stay tuned. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, I guess the biggest one that changed my life so much was college. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so typical. Like, Mm -hmm. that's such a basic answer. I I want it to be something, like, way cooler. No, it's okay. Um... But I was choosing between going to UNC, which was 20 minutes from my house, versus going somewhere five hours from where I grew up. Um, and I chose to do the harder thing. And it, like I said earlier, like it freaking sucked in the beginning. Um, but it totally made me who I am. And like the friends that I made, aka you, mm-hmm. and like all of our college friends. Um, and I like found Christ again in college. Um, and I don't know if that would have happened if I went anywhere else. Um, I, that's like probably the best decision I've ever made. Honestly, like thinking back, um, because it led to so many good things. Yeah, Yeah. totally. But you didn't expect that necessarily. Like when you were, when you were applying for college and like, considering Clemson how what was your mindset like yeah um I don't know if I even knew like I had no idea what to expect but I I was dating my high school boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and you know when you're young and in love and you're like super innocent right you think that it's never gonna end yeah and you're like, I'm going to be with this person forever. And so I just always thought like, we're going to go to separate schools and then we're going to get married. It's Mm going to be fine, whatever, whatever. And then that didn't work out. Obviously we broke up freshman year, like most high school relationships do (laughs) (laughs) like your relationship. Um, so, so it was just everything that you like, you did not expect for Clemson to be what it was for you. Like you, you went into it thinking like, well, I'm just going to get through this and then I'm going to get married. And that's all I know right now. Like all that you knew was that relationship and all that you knew was like the high school experiences you had had. I mean, I think that's the case for any high school senior, but I just think like, it's crazy that like one little decision can lead to like so many big, beautiful things happening that like you didn't even know you were going to be in OT school then. And like, you didn't know you were going to move to Durham. And so I just think that like, it's, I mean, I guess it could go either way. It could make you more nervous making decisions or like more relieved making decisions, knowing that like, this could be something that's really beautiful for you and really (laughs) awesome and lead to a lot of other things. But yeah, because you could look at that and be like super freaking scared and be like oh my gosh this one decision is probably gonna affect the rest of my life but also that's so beautiful yeah because so many things could happen you Mm -hmm. freaking don't know yeah right yeah it's the thing that i'm constantly trying to 
overcome is like, I just need to be okay with the fact that this is going to lead to other things. And I don't know what those things are. Mm. And that's okay. Because most of the time it is a beautiful thing. Like even the hard times lead to something beautiful. So I feel like for me, I don't know, there's been a lot. And it's funny that you thought that like my biggest life life decision would be like the person I married. Yeah. <laughs> but like I actually didn't even think about that. <laughs> what? But it was. It was horrible at the Steven, time. Don't listen to this. <laughs> it was so weird. But I mean I just I guess I just like my brain wasn't considering that as a decision, even though it was. Um Wow, wait, talk about that. How is that know. not a decision? What do you mean? Well <sighs> I don't know. Our relationship was weird because he pursued me all throughout college and I continuously shut him down. I mean, we dated and then I broke up with him. Then we dated and I broke up with him. And so like for me, it was never really a thing. I guess it never was a thing in my head that I was going to marry him. Like Mm -hmm. never considered it as a decision. I had to make. It was always a thing in his head. I'll tell you that. Right. Everyone (laughs) and their mother knows he wanted to marry me. But, um, he like knowing that he wanted to marry me did cause tension for me because I was like I know that at some point I am going to have to face the feelings and the fears that I have with this relationship and I'm gonna have to make a decision and I think the reason why I was shutting him out so much was because I was afraid to make that decision and commit to that because I knew regardless that I was going to at some point in my life hurt him and disappoint him Yeah, and that freaks me out like I don't want to be tied to hurt and disappointment but I knew I know and everyone knows that like when you're married things are going to happen where the person feels disappointed and you hurt them and yeah you know and it's not all beautiful and so like I guess I just didn't want to break my perfect little world that I had built up in my head with um a very committed serious relationship with a boy who knew he wanted to marry me yeah and so it it did finally get to a breaking point where I had to be like okay I he's not going to stop. So I got to figure something else out. Um, and I had to, I had to decide like, um, am I doing this because like, am I shutting him out because like, I genuinely don't want to be with him or am I shutting him out because of fear? And if fear is the answer, which it was spoiler alert, um, if fear is the answer, then like F that I need to move away from that. Like I got to stop living my life with fear. And so I, I truly believe that that was the first decision I made that was um, rejecting fear because like I could have totally just let the fear go like let and by when I say that I mean like let the fear take me and just say no to him and I could not be married to him right now Um, you wouldn't be living here and then I wouldn't be here and then I wouldn't (laughs) you know there's so many things so I just think that there's another example of how that um, decision affected my entire life but like, I don't know why I didn't consider that. Well, what were you thinking was your biggest decision? Um, quitting my job last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and I guess that's because it's still so fresh and I'm still working through that. But, like, you know, my whole life I thought I was going to be a teacher. And then, right. and like, I think it was just so ingrained. It was just so, like, natural. I mean, your whole life. Literally yeah. my entire life. Like, I, I remember my earliest memories are me playing teacher at home. So... Like, I knew that was where I was going to be. And when I got there and it wasn't what it was supposed to be, I was like, 
the first year I was like, oh, I don't have a choice. Like, get over it. You're still going to do this. Like, you don't have anything else to do. You don't have another degree. Like, figure something out. Um, So I went into my second year. And then I started to realize that it was having physical effects on my body and my brain and my emotions. And... Thankfully, also, I had my husband telling me that, like, that was not okay. Like, I don't think I was really giving it validity. You know, I don't Mm. think I was, like, listening to those things because I was just trying to make it work. And that's me, again, being afraid of life change and being afraid of things becoming different um, and being unsure. Like, I was was like, I can't quit because I don't know what I will do. I do not know what I'm going to do with my life. Right. And... There was you know, no plan B. No plan B at all. And nobody knew what to tell me because I truly have never thought to do anything else. So yeah. even the people around me were like, you definitely need to quit. But like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what to tell you to do because mm. I don't know what you should do. And so um, I had to get to a place where I was comfortable, like standing up for myself. And that took a bunch of therapy and it took a bunch of um, yeah. like talking to people and my friend my friends and family who all supported the decision to quit my job everybody did there's nobody who was like no you should try and stick it out mm-hmm. um there were people however who um told me that I was the best teacher ever and I was crazy to leave it because I was affecting so many people's lives and that I really just need to like mm-hmm. stick it out so it was weird it wasn't like people were saying no don't quit but they were saying like oh but you're such a good teacher are you sure and that's just like guilt that's just straight up guilt trip and and of course like I I listened to that and I let that take over um and so again went to therapy and thankfully like was able to work through some of those like walls that I had with myself and was able to say okay like looking at this logically I cannot do this another year or my body will shut down. Like, I will shut down. And so I had to stop without having a, an answer for the next step. Um, yeah. I literally had to, like, look at my principal and say, like, I don't know what I'm doing next, but I'm quitting this but job. I'm not doing this. And it was horrible. Like, you always want to have a backup plan when you quit your job. Like, yeah. everybody does. And so it was just a nightmare for me. Um, so much anxiety and fear. But... You know, I just like kept taking a step after a step and like I just got a job at a coffee shop and I just like took like spent a lot of time resting um, and like the Lord provided another job, you know, and I was, you know, I mean, it fell in my lap and I don't know what I'd be doing if this didn't fall in my lap, um, but I don't know. So I think that that whole process and life change was really hard but also good and I say that about every life change I go through I'm like it was hard but it was good it was was worth it (laughs) um and in the moment I'm like oh this is the end of the world like I will die today because (laughs) this is the worst feeling ever I have royally effed my life over nothing will ever change but um but every time I get out of the situation and every time I move through that I'm so proud of myself I'm so like thankful and humbled because I'm like, I like the Lord did that and helped me get through that. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about at the beginning of this, just like looking back and remembering 
I got through it once mm-hmm. and I got through this and like I made this decision and if I can do that like I can do this and yeah. I think that it's really easy to lose sight of those things it's really easy to be like oh no looking forward look at all these scary things instead of like looking back and remembering the Lord's faithfulness remembering that I was able to stand up for myself I was able to make decisions that were hard and I just think those are the things that are going to like push us through the hardness. I yeah. mean, I don't know what else will. I, yeah. I truly don't know what else can like hold you over when you're in that like desperate state of like un- uncertainty. There's nothing else other than just looking back and being like, oh, remember that time? Like that was so <laughs> shitty. <Yeah. laughs> but I got through it. Yeah. And I still did it. And I think that there's change, like change is hard, but change is always good. Like I have never, I can't think of a life change or a, um, shift emotionally that I went through that didn't help me grow in the end. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like I got to stop like looking at life change as like something that's going to happen every now and then because it's literally happening all the time around me. Yeah. And I need to start like, you know, embracing that and like welcoming it in um, and saying like, I'm going to get through it. And like, even if I don't have a great attitude through it or if I'm sad or whatever, it's going to be okay because in the end we're moving forward and we're like growing through it. So I don't know. I think that that's kind of, when I've arrived at, I'm still really bad at it, but that's good, Jay. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Okay, before you go, I have one last hurrah for you. <laughs> she has no idea what's coming, people. I'm okay. scared. It's actually not a hard question at all. I'm going to have some hard ones, but this one's going to be great. Okay, thanks. Okay, what is your current obsession on Netflix, Hulu, a streaming service? You can give me, I know you have a lot of them, so you can give me so many two. And that can be like one movie, one show, or multiple shows, whatever you want. Okay, well, I just finished season three of The Crown yesterday. Wow. Um, Exciting. Obsessed with The Crown. If you haven't watched it, you have to. I literally, every single episode, I look up the history behind it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, such a nerd. Because I'm like, okay, I want to know what of this is factual and what is not. Um, Because they, like, dramatize a lot of it. But also, every time I watch it, I, like, start talking in a British accent for the next, like, hour. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, yeah, I'm really That's really obnoxious. I know. Yeah. But it's fun. Um, And then season three of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel came out. I got an email yesterday and I was like, wait, what? And so I'm like binge watching it tonight. Like that is my, that's on my yeah. schedule. Well, so. I watched the first two episodes yesterday. Is it it's good? really good. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm nervous. So those are my current obsessions. I guess the crown isn't a current one anymore because I've finished it, but Maisel and then, um, there's this new movie that just came out on Netflix with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, really? And the guy from the Klansman movie. Oh, yeah. Um, what's his name? He has a really long, dark hair. I think he's so cute. Like, on first glance. You're Adam like, Driver? Adam Driver! Yes. Oh! He, is a, he is a hunk. I love Adam Driver. Oh, my gosh. So, so the, did you watch it? What's the movie? No, I haven't watched it. Okay. Um, but that is one of my goals. I sent it. I, I sent a picture to Hannah, and I was like, um, "We're putting this on the docket for this week, just so you know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna watch that." 
so well i'm looking up the name of it right now so that we can it's called it's something about marriage marriage story a marriage story no just marriage story (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's rated r okay r yeah oh i like that (laughs) we love a good r-rated film oh my stuff love it (laughs) kels thanks for being on the first episode ever of the uncommon room thanks for having me so much fun can't wait to be back (laughs) yes yes yes, but we're holding hands right now it's really freaking super romantic (laughs) (laughs) okay well thanks for coming love you a lot love you We just want to say thank you so much for listening and inviting us into your space today. Please follow us on Spotify for new episodes and share with any friends who may be encouraged by this podcast. If you have questions, suggestions, or comments, you can leave a voice message with us on the Anchor app. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, please leave a review so that we can learn and grow as we continue recording. We hope there was something in this episode that you can take with you. Talk to you soon.